we won't get sick. It energizes you. If you need to move some shit, work the armpit. We cannot battle from a space of fear and anger. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Dr. Elizabeth Horansky back and here we are journeying through health and wellness in these most amazing times. I am so excited to have Tammy Gingro here today. Tammy is a, a local. She's been around Southwestern Pennsylvania for a very long time. She's passionate about holistic health and sustainability. Tammy has been practicing yoga since 1996 and teaching yoga since 2010. Her own style, transformational yoga, has evolved through years of practicing the foundational yoga styles of Iyengar and Anusara, her own signature yoga hikes. And let me reread that one, her own signature yoga hikes and balancing her energy centers with a Kundalini practice. Other specialties of Tammy's include alchemy, shamanic journeying, tarot reading, energy work, immersing herself in nature and cultivating a daily meditation practice. Nature is Tammy's medicine. She speaks about the four pillars of holistic health, body, mind, emotions, and spirit, and how they need to be balanced to obtain optimal health. Tammy believes fueling the body through optimal nutrition is an individualized science. And being in tune with nature and her cycles is the key to a balanced life. She works with clearing and repatterning the subconscious to help people manifest and discover their purpose for being and to pursue their purpose passionately as a foundation of the healing services that Tammy offers. So Tammy, wow, wow. Just wow, I'm humbled with gratitude um, directly from source that you are right here, right now. And I just wanted to start out by asking you, where did your journey begin? Well, thank you, Alyssa. And the admiration is definitely mutual. You know, we are very like-minded souls here at this moment to experience a massive awakening on planet Earth to help facilitate, you know, the symptoms that people will have in this awakening and this discovering many things that have been hidden from the public. But my journey began literally as a child growing up in the city of Pittsburgh, I could be found in the woods. It was back in the days when all the kids played out in the neighborhood together and it was fun, but I loved being in the woods. And one of my favorite things to do that just sort of never ceases to amaze me is making weed stew. And I would serve this up in a Frisbee or something and offer it to, you know, my parents or different adults. And, you know, the gracious ones would pretend that it looked as amazing as I thought it did, you know. But that was definitely the origins of my fascination with plants and the idea that we ought to be eating them. <laughs> That's plants from nature. 
that that's so beautiful. I remember running around in the woods as a kid and coming home one day with some lilies, day lilies that I had hand dug. And I also got a huge case of poison ivy. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't get poison ivy until I was 40. I could roll around in it. And then at 40, I started to uh, develop an allergy. But I do believe in building the immune system naturally. So there's a little controversy. People think we sound a little crazy when the status quo, if you listen to the news, is all about this RNA encoding, you know, drug therapy that they're promoting for the COVID virus, the coronavirus. But um, there is a lot of increasing studies toward the power of nature. And nature is my medicine has always been one of my primary hashtags, but how does immersing yourself in nature enhance your immune system? So there's a new term for this, eco-psychology. And it was proven for me by experience. I was a runner from the time I was 16 years of age and I would run to process my emotions. Thankfully, this came to me naturally because most of us aren't taught how to process our emotions. And many of us don't have the tools that we need to find that emotional maturity and emotional balance. And we can find that in nature. So there's a study of 20,000 people led by Matthew White at the European Center for Environment and Human Health at the University of Exeter. And they sought to answer the question, how much time does it take to experience these benefits that result in physical, mental, and emotional well-being? And the answer is precisely 120 minutes per week, just two hours per week. And this can be all at once or spread out through the week. Now, I recommend getting outdoors every single day, winter, summer, spring, and fall. And engaging with nature, being in awe of the changes and the, the wildlife, it will fill you with joy. Joy is an inevitable consequence of immersing yourself in nature. And once we find true joy and that source of joy, we can manifest anything. So in this study, they feel that that's an attainable goal for people in all neighborhoods, all classes of life, find some kind of green space, park, if you can have the ability to get yourself to a state park or a national park or, you know, really beautiful places in nature, it's extra beneficial, but just two hours spent outdoors makes you substantially more likely to report good health and psychological well-being. Now, yeah, I know there's this, this whole science of, of forest bathing that's kind of come to the forefront. But yeah, you're right. We haven't heard about that in the mainstream media when we haven't really talked about the idea of us taking self-responsibility to build our own immune systems. So I know that you, as we mentioned in your introduction, have a whole host of modalities that you work with. Which one of those modalities, if not all, which do you practice on a daily basis? And what is your routine, if you don't mind me asking? No, of course, I'm happy to answer. So I have a daily sadhana practice. 
and that is a kundalini yoga term it's a committee just just let me just let me stop you here for a minute for listeners who may not have ever heard of kundalini yoga could you just give us a thumbnail about what what's that we know we've heard the word yoga but what is does is kundalini like a specific thing it is, you know, yoga is actually a science of its own and a way of life. Yoga is not just the asana practice that people think they need their Lululemons and if they don't look good in Lululemons, <laughs> they can't do yoga. You know, since becoming a teacher, I have learned that everyone has a preconceived notion about what yoga is. Well, that can be scrapped because yoga is an entire lifestyle. It deals with diet, breath, asana, karma, and kundalini is the yoga of the energy body. You know, we have an astral body. We have the chakras, which are behind me. This beautiful painting by Louisa Yee beautifully illustrates our energetic body and our connection with Mother Earth and Father Sky right behind me here. And this is in my home yoga room in Pittsburgh. So working with these chakras, our energy centers and our astral bodies, our auric Field. These are very real. These are not woo-woo. These are science. And so the, yeah, we, we, we know they're measurable. They're measurable with scientific instruments. They are. So Kundalini Yoga is a precise system. We do oftentimes crazy movements for extended periods of time, but they benefit the specific systems in our body. So I did take a couple of notes here on specifically yoga, kundalini yoga and breath work to enhance the immune system. So there are many kriyas or sets of exercises scientifically proven to enhance the immune system. This advanced immune therapy hits at viruses and bacteria. You should cover your head or else you can get a headache. It's a kind of tantric kriya and the immune system interacts with the central nervous system the glands, and the emotions. So kundalini yoga is also a tremendous way of learning to process and balance our emotions. So we're given the strength to encounter life and life's challenges. We have moral strength, mental strength, emotional strength, and physical strengths. And all of these strengths are interconnected. And we as humans block the flow of that strength when we experience feelings of anger, self-defeat, fear, and blame. So to boost the immune system, we must overcome these blocks. We cannot battle from a space of fear and anger. We must find that joy that I spoke about earlier and learn to treat others with love, not anger, animosity, and fear. So, so I'm just going to, I'm going to just stop you for a minute again. So I'm asking these kind of as rhetorical questions, because as you know, I too am a yoga teacher and have been immersed in many of the modalities for a very long time. But I just want to kind of slow us down, move us into the time of our breath and open up some space for absorbing all of the amazing wisdom that you just shared. So I'm going to rephrase some of it and you bounce right back in after I do this rephrasing and continue your flow. What I'm hearing you say is that if I begin my own yoga practice as somebody 
who has never, and I'm not speaking of me, but I'm speaking of the collective now, speaking in the form of part of the collective consciousness, as we transform ourselves through being yoga, through shifting our own awareness, we are bringing in joy, gratitude, and we are letting go of fear, the fear that has been so prominent in the collective consciousness. So what I would love right now, Tammy, if you are willing and able, which I know you are, putting you on the very spot because we didn't talk about this before the interview, I would love for you to lead us through maybe a five or seven minute practice that just comes to you in the here and now to help people become their embodied self and understand what the heck it is that you're talking about. Because what I've heard so far is a lot of talking, but I want you to bring us into some beingness, if you're okay with that. And then we'll come back to more of the talking head style. Yes, absolutely. And I did want to demonstrate at the very least the breath of fire, because the breath of fire is proven that just three minutes a day of breath of fire builds your immune system to the point where you can honestly believe you will not get sick. Now, of course, we all have many factors, but breath of I'm fire. sorry, I missed what you said. What's, what won't get sick? We won't get sick. Breath of fire oh. is enough of an immune builder, three minutes a day. And also there's the Wim Hof method. People can look these things up. Wim Hof is being funded and you know, his research is- How do you say, how do you spell Wim Hof? I believe it's W-I-M-H-O-F-F. And it's another breathing science, but breath is breath, you know? So I'm going to show you the breath of fire. And the one exercise that came to my mind immediately Yogi Bhajan is arguably the father of Kundalini Yoga. And Yogi, Yogi. Yogi Bhajan, B-H-A-J-A-N, is arguably the father of Kundalini Yoga. And he would say, if you need to move some shit, work the armpit, because that worked <laughs> our <laughs> endocrine system, which is the, you know, the mechanics, the, the powerhouse of our immune system. Wait, I, I have to get that one down. If you need to move some shit, do they? Yes. Work the armpit. So work many the exercises armpit. that work the armpit, but I'm going to show you one really powerful one. So three things I will share. One is the golden breath. And this is a slow, this helps us reset in the moment. We can reset and choose to respond rather than react in any moment with the power of one breath. With one breath, you can choose to make a decision to go from a wild reaction to a controlled response. So the golden heart breath, close your eyes. We'll do a six count inhale, a three count hold, a six count exhale, and a three count hold. And you can begin breathing in that way on your own as I set the stage. 
remembering if you even want to look at this sun behind me as a- Well, well remember we are right now on audio, but uh, maybe right. eventually we will be- our Imagination is yes. better anyway. And our Thank imagination you. is another tool to build our immune system. We can imagine ourselves in perfect health and in a space of complete joy, lost in laughter. And then visualize a golden sun directly above your head. And at the same time, visualize the golden life force energy that comes up from the earth. And as we begin the six count inhale, this light is permeating every cell, filling you up, gathering in your heart center. Now hold that inhale for three and then slowly exhale. and hold the exhale. Inhale the golden light. Feel it merging with your own heart. Pour love onto that mix. As you exhale, feel all the particles of anger, fear, anything that no longer serves you, leaving your body and filling a golden balloon. Inhale the loving golden energy of the sky and the earth. Feel it merging with your heart, infusing your body with loving healing light. Exhale again, everything that no longer serves and begin to feel where it's stored and where it's evaporating from your body and filling the golden balloon. One more golden breath, inhale. Exhale, all these energies that no longer serve into the golden balloon. And now offer this golden balloon to be absorbed into Mother Earth, to be transmuted, transformed, and transcended, and shifted to its highest potential. And now the breath of fire. The breath of fire is a forceful inhale and a forceful exhale and it's rapid, and it's initiated by pumping your navel. So you want to think about pumping your navel, bringing your belly button onto the front of your spine, and then it's through the nose. organs. This is Mulban. Squeeze your rectum, your, your anal sphincter, and your bladder. Squeeze your belly onto your spine and feel to put the tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth and feel all the energy rising up to your crown. Exhale. Once more. Deep inhale. Squeeze all of your muscles. Squeeze the sex organs, the anus, the belly. Squeeze the muscles around your spine, tip of tongue, roof of mouth. Exhale. 
now for the spinal exercise, working into the armpits. Your left palm faces away from your body at your heart center. Your right fingers are going to interlace and the right palm is facing the body. And we're going to hold five pounds of pressure. So pulling apart with about five pounds of pressure. You tuck your chin slightly inward. This is called Jalandhara Bandha and it maintains the spinal cerebral fluid flowing properly. And then very rapidly, the elbows really whack the sides of your body. Keep that five pounds of pressure and no breath is specified in this exercise. So you're just going to breathe and it's meant to be a very rapid movement. As long as it doesn't cause you any significant pain, this is meant to be a rapid, rapid movement. And we'll pause. That's enough just to give you a demonstration so we can get to all the other really great information that we have here. But with those three exercises, you can begin a daily sadhana practice of your own and it energizes you tremendously when you do this, when you put yourself first. If you have small kids, wake up at 6 a.m. I know it's terribly difficult, but when you do, it's better than a cup of coffee. It really helps to get you focused and ready for your day. So are you saying, I haven't seen those particular exercises presented as one, are you saying that that is the three-minute daily kundalini practice, or, or are there elements of that that you pull out and do for three minutes? There are hundreds of kriyas, thousands of kriyas, and many kriyas. Kriya is a set of exercises. So I simply just picked three exercises out of my typical routine to share because my morning practice has grown to be about 90 minutes at a minimum. And that includes my meditations, my sacred geometry work, my intentions and affirmations, my physical practice, my mantra, which mantra is mind trick. Sanskrit is one of the most ancient languages and it's the vibration or the nod of the mantra that has power. So I'm currently practicing the miracle mantra every day for 11 or 22 minutes, depending on how much time that I have. So there are many, many, and I help people to create their own sadhana practice based on their own goals and intentions. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful segue. And I just wanna say that we're gonna have to have you back for a part two, definitely, because there's so much more for you to share. But before we sign off, I just wanted to ask you, how can people get in touch with you? What is it that you're up to now? And how do people interact with you so that they can learn from you and be with you either locally here in Pittsburgh? You know, what are you up to here? A little birdie told me you're working with this uh, nonprofit called Reimagine the Turtle Creek watershed and airshed communities here locally. What, what is your connection there and, and what are you doing in the world? Yes, I love the Reimagine movement and uh, the little bird would have, would have been very close because Alyssa was one of the founders of this incredible organization. And it has inspired me to, well, last year we created Root Cause Urban Homestead Program. 
And this is to help people build a homestead in their backyard. We must, absolutely must create a sustainable local food chain now. We are entering into a solar cooling phase, which will bring with it food shortages. In addition to the control measures that the people in power are taking to kill and harm our soil and our food chain. So we must create sustainable food chains, local food chains. So that is what Root Cause is committed to. Reimagine Earth one backyard at a time is the hashtag that came from that. Ready to also launch Reimagine Fayette County because I am committed. My primary purpose for being is to build an eco-community and holistic integrative wellness and retreat center. I also will be leading my yoga heights uh, in, beginning in April, both in Pittsburgh and in the Laurel Highlands. They are available for groups. I am really wanting corporations and companies to bring their people out. It's imperative that we learn how to protect ourselves naturally. I'm leading a retreat, Sacred Waters, rebirthing in Riviera Maya, Mexico. There are still a couple of spaces available, March 18th through 25th, with a shorter version available. There we practice ceremony, immersing ourselves in nature. We have the cenotes, the underground river system, which are incredibly healing. And we practice sacred plant medicines there, including ayahuasca and temescal ceremony, which is an ancient Mayan bath. And I also am going to be releasing the rebirthing series, which is 31 Kundalini yoga classes. They will be live streamed and available um, with delivery to your inbox. I'll be doing a lot of filming when I'm traveling in Costa Rica and Mexico through the month of March. So that Kundalini rebirthing transformational yoga series is one of the most powerful tools that I've worked with myself. So I'm really excited about this big undertaking to record the 31 classes and share them with you. Additionally, I'm available for private consultations, remote healing sessions, massage therapy, private yoga. I can lead a retreat for your group. We uh, have build your own retreat section on our website where we show different lodging options and you can kind of choose from a vast series of topics and classes that we can teach on. Basically anything and everything to support living holistically and sustainably. And that's the last thing I wanna share is the collective directory, which will be coming soon on our website to be a singular resource for other people committed to uh, teaching you how to live holistically and sustainably. So I thank you so much for this time. It's been an honor and we do need part two because I have a whole other list of herbs to build your immune system, the gut biome, reishi mushroom. So this is a little teaser and I'm gonna give you a few more minutes, but before we do that, it's interesting. I'm uh, doing this interview using my iPhone through Zoom, just the audio portion we're gonna use for this anchor.fm and John Arreas just called and I had to decline the call, but she is another founder of this podcast, you know, that we're doing on anchor.fm, Journey Through Health and Wellness. I just wanted to mention, I'm just totally enamored with everything that you've shared with us. There's just one point I wanted to bring up, which is, and I, I know that your Sacred Waters Retreat in Mexico has an option for people, I was looking at it earlier, for people to go into plant ceremony. And I just wanted to be clear that plant ceremony is for some and not for others. And so I am one of those people that it works completely 
with my own system at this moment without the use of any sort of plants in the way that affect my brain in ways that I'm not able to process. And so I kind of just wanted to put that out there because I know that some people may walk into something like ayahuasca, not really recognizing the full ceremonial aspects of it. So I just kind of wanted to put a little bit of a disclaimer out about that. And I know that you could contact uh, Tammy to go into the complete background and history and her story and their story of the power of plants. But Tammy, just in a nutshell, could you tell us a little bit about your daily routine? So you told us that you have, say, a 90-minute practice in the morning, but how, how do you thread through your way of being? How does it affect, for example, how you interact with others during the course of your day? Like if you're in the grocery store, for example, especially now with, you know, you know with or without a mask, I don't know if you wear a mask or not, but when you're interacting with others, that have not had the experience that you had. So the idea here, journey through health and wellness is, how do we create these transformations, not simply with large projects and processes, which is what we're all about, I know that, but what is it in your daily life that you can leave us with that could help somebody, for example, standing in a grocery line outside in the cold in southwestern Pennsylvania. Yeah, now that I refuse to do. I won't go into the grocery stores that don't allow more than 10 or 20 people because I don't want to stand outside and I don't agree with that. If a thousand people can go into a Walmart, surely a hundred can go into Trader Joe's or the East End Food Co-op. So I encourage you to learn as much as you can about the power of your immune system so that you're not believing in this false sense of security, which is what I refer to the mask as. And I wear it because I'm conceding at this moment, but I'm soon to be saying, no, enough, enough BS. And that's a personal choice. I'm not encouraging everybody, but I'm encouraging you to learn everything you can about viruses, about bacteria, about the human immune system, about the history of pandemics and viruses, which are always changing. And especially learn everything you can about RNA encoding drug therapy, which is incredibly experimental, has only been used on mice until now. This is not a vaccine, it's RNA encoding drug therapy, extremely experimental, and they're giving it to millions of humans. So I say, Begin your practice, fill your own cup, stay centered, focused, find joy, release fear and anger, nourish your body, fuel your body, celery juice, my morning routine. Apple cider vinegar is a part of my daily routine, in particular fire cider. This is a delicious cup of reishi mushroom magic, which is a powerhouse. Reishi is one of the most prized and sought after antiviral, anti-cancer adaptogen. So by fueling your body, balancing your emotions, and you know, pursuing a life of holistic health, we can share joy with others. And that's what I've noticed. People are fearful of each other. They're not talking to each other. Compliment someone. You don't have to look hard to find something nice to say, and you will see people light 
up. And in sharing that joy, it spreads. And that's what I've been having a great time with is just this new level of engaging people with kindness, joy, and a compliment in this really stressful world. And who would have thought how stressful it could be to just be like working in a grocery store? You know, these people are getting bitched at from people that don't want to wear the masks and they're wearing a mask for eight hours, breathing their own toxins, making themselves sick. So just share some joy and it goes a long way. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for all the joy and amazingness you are offering the world 24 seven. Thank you for sparking awareness in yourself constantly and therefore in others into the collective consciousness. Namaste, the light in me sees the light in you. Shanti, 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 aho. Om Matakiyawasin. We will be back sooner rather than later. So stay tuned, everybody. Share anchor.fm and the journey through health and wellness specifically. Share this podcast, share all of our podcasts and why and have a blessed amazing day